Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this week's Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Now before we start and get down to business, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Mr. No Gimmicks Needed, Chris Candido. We are coming up on the 16th anniversary of this great man's passing and this coming weekend is his 49th birthday. Now for those of you who don't know, uh, Chris Candido is a wrestler. Uh, he was active from the very early 90s up until his death in 2005. He wrestled in um, ECW, WWF as one half of the Body Donners. He was also in Smoky Mountain Wrestling and uh, in his very early days he crossed paths with the Memphis Territory. So we would like to celebrate Chris's um, life with a few um songs well the song and first song in particular is going to be for chris we're going to have a 49 second silence um in a little bit as well and i'd like to um encourage people to remember chris candido as well as any other wrestler that we've lost in the past be it tracy smothers uh nancy toffolino uh, Steve Williams, The Legion of Doom, Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, The British Bulldog, Lou Thez, Andre the Giant. Most of us are, have been fans of wrestling for many, many years, and we appreciate everything they do. They are in our, um, they're on our screens every week. They're like a family member, and when they do pass away, it is incredibly sad. So I'd like to take this time to send out um, love and th- love, prayers and kindness to the Candido family, his brother Johnny, his mother, his father, his sisters. Um, we're going to play a little Chris Candido promo. We're then going to have 49 second silence where you can remember Chris or whoever you want to remember. And then we will play a song and then we'll get down to the show. This week we are going extreme. Before there was extreme, there was Memphis. So let's head over to Chris to see what he's got to say and then we'll get on with the show. Chris Candido, we love you. You know, my whole life was I was growing up. I admired that Terry Funk so much. Boy, I, looked, I looked up to him like, oh, he was the greatest of all time. I remember when my grandfather wrestled him. It was Terry's very first match at Madison Square Garden. And my grandfather, Chuck Richards, had him real on a rocking. And had Chuck not lost that match, he would have won. But I get here to ECW, and all I hear about is Terry Funk this, Terry Funk that. Lifetime Achievement Award will. I am Terry Funk, and I want to talk about my daddy and my brother, Junior. I want to be the world champion again. I was the NWA champion in 1977. Freckles Brown fell off a ball. I don't give a rat's ass about Freckles I was the NWA champion two years ago. Where's my banquet? Where's my award? I can be the hardcore legend. I'm a hardcore legend too. I'll fall right to that table. Someone can put that table out. He can slam me on it, climb up, do some kind of big slip. I'll go right to that table. Just, well, I'll go through it. Only problem is, I have such testosterone running through my body, I got some kind of a thing on my back. And if I wanted to go through it, it would hurt and get, it would get infected. But besides that, I would do it. And those chairs, just like when Tommy Dreamer hit Raven on that cage like this, you could come and you could whack me right in the head with that chair, and I'd take it like a man. But you see, we get, we get this little puppy, and she's on the road and carrying it. And I, really, I just don't need it right now, but I would do it. Any time but right now, I promise you I would do it. And in fact... Had ECW now started calling me, no gimmicks needed, Chris Candido, I would bill myself as the hardcore legend. Because I am, the only thing is, that would be a gimmick. And no gimmicks needed, that case would be a gimmick, but I really don't need it. But the fact of the matter is, I can be the hardcore legend. You don't think I am, you? The fact of the matter is, 
I'm Chris Candido. You don't believe me? Come in the ring and find out.
It's Conrad Thompson from adfreeshows.com and of course, savewithconrad.com. But let's get to it. Live from the studies of the old bakery, this is Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. And here's your host, Luke Jennings. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Um, as you may have heard there, a little tribute to the late, great Chris Candido, who. We will be seeing later on in the show. Set to go with one ball, ten minutes. That was not supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> we will see Chris later on in the show. Now, let me explain what's going to happen. We are going to be watching some of the stars of ECW before they were in ECW. We're going to be watching the looks of Sabu, Rob Van Dam, Mike Awesome, Raven, uh, Jerry Lynn, and a few others. And then we're going to be watching the classic. We're going to be watching two legendary matches in Memphis. Had they have not have happened, there may not have been an ECW that we know of today. So we are going to start by watching Sabu versus Rob Zakowski, also known as Rob Van Dam. This is from 1991, July the 7th. No, July the July the 6th, sorry, July the 6th, 1991. This is USWA. This is still obviously the Memphis Territory, but we have come hurtling um, towards the the current day product of Memphis. Uh, but don't worry, next week we'll be rolling back the years as we go to March 26th, 1983 next week. Don't forget to um, head over to all your good podcast suppliers. Uh, subscribe, download, listen, like, share, never miss an episode. Um, you get these episodes straight in your, um, straight to your devices every time they're out. And um, like I said, thank you very much for downloading and everything and listening, sharing. Don't forget to tell the world about the, the podcast. We're doing um, doing well on listens and downloads, so thank you very much, especially out there in America. Uh, massive thanks to everyone who's downloading. We seem to be quite big in the southern states, sort of Texas, Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee. So thank you very much. 
um, please, as always, just like and share. Head over to Twitter, at MemphisCast. You can follow us and follow all the information. And we're also on Facebook now as well. We're on facebook.com forward slash MemphisCast. Again, for the for the upcoming details and bits on the show. So let's head down to ringside for this first match. And in the ring, Rob Zikowski trotting around uh, the ring right now. And he is going to be headed up under the ring apron. Look at him leap into the ring. We're just about set to go with one fall, 10-minute time limit action. I beg your pardon, one fall, 15-minute time limit action. And here's Michael St. John. Thanks, Dave. And it is uh, Samu the Mystery Man. There you see him. Uh, so he's been called Samu here, but it's actually Sabu. He is wearing gold trunks, no boots. And we, his opponent is Rob Zakowski from Van Damme. It's got a Rob's wearing a mullet with blue trunks. You will notice in these matches there is no Lance Russell. Lance is currently in 1991 commentating in WCW. So they're calling Sabu Samu for some reason. Sabu is doing his classic uh, taunts, point to the sky. Both these are uh, relative newcomers to the business. Both trained together, obviously, with the original Sheik. Lovely drop kick there by Rob. Armbar. Oh, lovely. Lovely. But Sabu, this is early Sabu, so he's not covered in scars. Um, he's probably only been to Japan a few times. He's only been to Japan probably a few times with the Sheik. They're not sure... Dave and Michael St. John are not sure what to do with Sabu here as he keeps pointing to the sky. As we would know, this is classic Sabu. Nice, nice uh, two and forward match here. Top right to the throat, Dave. I think he did. That slowed uh, Zakowski down there, Rob. Oh. Tremendous speed and agility. Look at that. You never know where he's going to be next. Great move there as he took Samu off his feet. That's something he needed to do. Sabu had uh, Van Dam over the had his neck over the rope. He then slingshotted him back, but Rob managed to do a somersault backwards. Sabu working the throat, working barefoot here, as we said. Wearing the grey uh, pajama bottoms with the white uh, satin round the waist. One count there. Nice, good even match here. Obviously, this is, this isn't one of their classics that they had later on in their careers, but both men starting off here in Memphis. Both men are, like we said, trained by the uh, original Sheik in their first endeavour. Nope, on their first endeavour out into the independent world. They count. It looks like Samu has picked up some of the American style of uh, brawling, if you would, throwing those fists. Look at this! 
Zakowski with several kicks now under the chest. Samu goes down. Zakowski rolls him up. One, two. Oh, I thought he may have had a three count. I did too. Samu was able to bring those shoulders up. Rob's using the karate uh, that he was sort of his early career was famous for. The look and style of one Jean-Claude Van Damme. Move closing in and Rob moved out of the way. Good smart move by Rob Zakowski there. Zakowski going to climb the upper way. Here's Judge Dredd and Judge Dredd just came out. The partner of Samu and tripped Zakowski up off that top strand of rope. Samu using the bottom rope for leverage got a three count. And Samu, with a lot of help from Judge Dredd, just beat Rob Zakowski. Zakowski had things going uh, rather well there. Samu found himself in trouble after having a moment where he was controlling things. And so all of a sudden, his regular tag team partner, Judge Dredd, comes running out. As Zakowski was climbing the ropes, ready to leap down on Samu, Judge Dredd shoved him. And that was it. Samu also used the ropes. Rob, we saw what happened, which occurred. So, like I said there, um, Lance Russell isn't here. Lance Russell is currently in WCW. Um, so, that's why Dave Brown has taken the lead. And then Dave has been replaced with Michael St. John. Um, but, yes, Sabu there getting the win. Thanks to his tag team partner, Judge Dredd. So, that is that. We are going to go on to now to our next matchup. Which is going to be... Proud of a tag team that I've managed It's going to be Mike Awesome. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Awesome wrestled in Memphis. He was in there in the early 90s and he had a bit of a run and a few matches against Jerry the King Lawler. The USWA title was traded between both men um, a few times, I believe in the summer of 91 or 92. And then, so let's go down to ringside and see what we've got to see from Mike Awesome. Let's go down to Dave Brown. Hey, I hear some music. Uh, Mike Awesome should be headed this way right about now. Well, it's, there he comes, right here. Mike Awesome with Nathaniel Whitlock headed into the area. Meanwhile, Mike's got a match, and his opponent, Radford Tyndall, is in the ring right now. See, we get uh, Nate and, and Mike to stop by here just for a second before you guys head to, head toward the ring. Dave, uh, Chris is back and back. His ribs pretty messed up, and that big fat pig landing on him. You know, I think he, 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 he can be all right, though. Mike got something to say. Gossett, you got fear in your eyes. You're running scared like a fat pig on the way to the slaughterhouse. And that's just exactly what it's going to be when you get in the ring with me and Chris Champion. It's going to be like a slaughterhouse because we're going to carve you up like a Thanksgiving turkey and leave you in the middle of the ring to bleed all over your fat self. And as far as you're concerned, Lawler, you can compare me and Champion to elephants if you want. But when it's all over, you're going to be next to your partner laying in the middle of the ring with blood all over yourself, too, wondering just exactly what happened to your brother. Yeah! Brother? You take care of business in the ring. Mike Awesome, very impressive, let me tell you, and a very large Mike Awesome with Nate Whitlock in his corner. He steps into the ring right now, ready for the action. Very 
So Mike Awesome is going to be facing Red Fern Tyndall. Mike Awesome wearing yellow boots, black trunks, and a lovely little rat tail. Tyndall jumping the gun. Oh my god! What a throw! Awesome tried to Irish whip Tyndall into the corner, but Tyndall just fell over. Beautiful suplex there by Mike Awesome. Oh, standing drop kick by Mike Awesome. Beautiful move by the huge man there, six foot six. Oh, lovely double arm suplex by Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome's got Tyndall up for the power bomb. Awesome bomb. One, two, three. And that is over as quick as that. 42 seconds of action and Mike Awesome is the winner there with the Awesome Bomb. These matches coming at us thick and fast, ladies and gentlemen. Redfern Tyndall there immediately jumping up the second that he is pinned. Very jobber-esque. So next, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to see the debut of a new star here in USWA and someone who will become very familiar to us in later years in ECW. Ladies and gentlemen, the debut of the Taz Maniac. Is a very, oh my goodness. My goodness. He's now talking about a chain. He's got a, got a log chain wrapped around him. Sends him into the ring right there. Let's see. Let me get the... You're what? You're Tasmaniac? Tasmaniac, Dave Brown. This is another going to be a force in the USWA, baby. I love it to death. My Tasmaniac. So we've got, oh, lovely. Tasmaniac here versus Tony Williams. The Tasmaniac is wearing a orange and black singlet with uh, face paint on. He's come out to the arena with his manager who had him attached to a chain he's immediately jumped in the ring and he's just now hit his opponent with a lovely side suplex okay i guess that makes sense the tasmaniac going against tony williams Corey, well, thank you david lovely throw there by taz barefooted very similar to how he debuted in ecw 1993 Corey macklin here with us the late great Corey Macklin here with Dave Brown. Taz is being managed by a gentleman called Richard Lee, who's very similar to Paul Dangerously. Baseball cap. Taz with a oh beautiful over the head, belly to belly. Good lord. Very innovative in the day. You never saw this kind of stuff in WWF. Taz with a lovely head Tazplex. Tony Williams now coming back. Nope, Tony Williams has got T-Bone Tazplex. Taz with a T-Bone Tazplex. Taz is now going up to the top. Going to the top rope. What's he doing here? Oh! Flying headbutt. One, two... Free. It's all over. He came off those ropes and drove his head into the back 
of Tony Williams driving Tony down to the mat. He immediately follows up with a count of three. And the, the Tasmaniac brought in here by Richard Lee has a victory in his debut match here in the USWA. Now he's out of the ring. Yeah, put that chain back on him and hit yeah. him out of there. That the sounds like just a last too long, I don't believe, in that. Uh, Memphis. He was around here sort of late 91, early 92, similar kind of time to Chris Candido. I believe they both drove down um, to Memphis to have this match um, or to have these matches. Uh, as mentioned in uh, No Gimmicks Needed, the story of Chris Candido by John Cosper and Johnny Candido, available on Amazon and wherever you find your good books. Um, so yes, that was the debut of the Tasmaniac. He would later become the Tasmaniac obviously in ECW where he created his own path of destruction and his own legacy. So next we are going to have a little break. We'll hear these messages and then we'll come back for some more action in a little bit. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runtin Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod, at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons. Patreon.com backslash booking the territory and Patreon.com backslash OVP podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid-South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? That's the, that's the hype train. All aboard. Choo-choo. Hey, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's now. the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us once again here on the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. So let's get back down to the ring where we are going to see Jeff Jarrett against one Scotty Flamingo. Let's head down to the ringside and see what we've got in store. Dave Brown and Corey Macklin will be joined by two very special guests. Alright, you've got the, you've got the belts, alright? Dave Brown! Dave Brown, let me ask you a question. Have I ever in my life, have I ever lied to you? Have I ever told you one lie? Never. You wouldn't know if I lied to you or not because you're too stupid. But no, I have never in my life lied to anybody. And last week, didn't I tell everybody, and I mean everybody, that we would beat those out of shape, out of date, fat moon dogs and take these USWA tag team belts 
Didn't I tell you that day? Your doggy is ugly too. Oh, it was spreading all over me. It was disgusting. Didn't I tell you that day? You said you would take the belt. Yeah. That is exactly right. And who is standing out here? The new USWA World Tag Team Champion today. Tell me. Tell me. It's hey, obvious who you have the belt. Right, right. How's my hair look? How's my hair look? Oh, you look so good, Scotty. You look so good. But now, they, hey, how's my hair look, Scotty? All right, you're, all right, hey, you're the you're the champions and all of that. Is there a point? The point is, we are the greatest team in the world. We are the greatest. So we are joined by newly crowned USWA Tag Team Champions, Scotty Flamingo and Brian Christopher. They beat the Moondogs. This is Scotty Flamingo, recently departed from WCW and about two months away from joining the, the WWF as Johnny Polo. And then about a year later, he would debut in early 1995 as Raven, the legendary Raven. That's right, just a little bit later on, after Scotty beats Jeff Jarrett for the Southern title, I will take the world title and add it to my collection from the King Jerry Lawler. Let me say one, thing, let me say one last thing. I know you're back there watching, Jeff Jarrett. I'm taking the Southern belt. Don't let all this frivolity fool you. When I step in the ring, hold for hold, move for move, and counter for counter, Scotty Flamingo is the greatest wrestler in sports day, and I will take the belt. And one last thing, brother. I suggest some champagne, brother. A very, uh, def a very definitive promo there that Raven uh, Scotty Flamingo would become famous for. Obviously, Brian, the late great Brian Christopher, son of Jerry Lawler. And we are now down to the ring to see Double J Jeff Jarrett defend the USWA Southern Heavyweight Title against Scotty Flamingo. On the line, Scotty Flamingo, one half of the world tag champions, going against the Southern champions. Be sure and kiss that belt goodbye, sissy. There's a word from Brian Christopher, who should be leaving the area, yeah. and there he goes right now. All right, yeah, let's uh, get the yeah. get the belt. Scotty wearing a blue singlet, black hair. Jeff Jarrett, the legendary white blonde locks, wearing. Uh, Purple, yellow tights. Corey Macklin, Dave Brown calling the action. Johnny Flamingo, the challenger. Flamingo wrestles in out of Florida. Challenging Jeff Jarrett. Across from Hendersonville, Tennessee. Flamingo bags him up against the turnbuckle. Sells him and look at Jeff. Covers him. One, two, and Flamingo gets up. Jeff went for the quick cover there, wasn't able to hold him for the three count, but uh, almost caught Flamingo by surprise in a quick three. Yeah, he covered him quickly in there, wasn't able to keep it, uh, keep him down for the three count. So Flamingo with his... Obviously, these men would cross paths numerous times in their careers. They would uh, be sort of in WWF together, WCW together, and then some ten years after this event, uh... 2004 in TNA, uh, they would fight and feud over the NWA World Heavyweight title when uh, TNA was decent and was holding weekly pay-per-view events from the 
Nashville, Tennessee State Fairgrounds. Obviously, the crowd here fully behind Jeff Jarrett. He is the Tennessee homeboy. But this is not a walkover so far. Scotty Flamingo with the classic black sort of hair that he would have when he was Raven. Covering the eyes. Obviously, like we, some of us know, before he became Raven, he was a very good wrestler. Very good wrestler in WCW. He was part of the original light heavyweight division. Um, he had a few, I think he had a pay-per-view. Did he? I think he won the WCW light heavyweight title on its in its first inception. I think he may have beat Flying Brian. Beat Blast 92. Something like that. But this is uh, March 1993. So we are uh, a month away from WrestleMania 9. Oh, Jeff Jarrett with a nice high crossbody to Carrot. Very sort of evenly battled match here. We've got a few matches left before we delve deep into the legendary annals of Memphis. Jeff. Yeah, Van's behind Jared. And, you know, uh, I, I think uh, Flamingo's confidence level may have dropped just a notch. He takes Jeff down. That'll help get the confidence back. But look at that. Jeff kept him rolling. And it's Jared who comes up with the advantage. Yeah, good move from Jeff in there. Barn and holding on to that left arm of Flamingo. Flamingo back step up against the turnbuckles over there. It's gonna be a break off of Flamingo. So like I said earlier, this is USWA. This is not Continental Wrestling Association, but it's still all the same wrestling. It's still all the same legendary Memphis stuff that we'll get to eventually. As we work our way through the Memphis catalogue. Like I said, next week we are going back to March 26th, 1983. Which will be fun. Well, I, think, I believe we're going to be seeing uh, some very early Jim Cornette. Which will be fun. Crowd fully behind Jeff Jarrett here. Bingo! Takes him over there. Just picks out at two. Yeah, dangerously close to being counted out there at the two count. I think he had a handful of hair there at one point, too. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, and I thought I saw that. Flamingo whips him in, and like it's dead. Catches him with the... Jeff Jarrett going up to the top. Oh, big high crossbody. One, two, kick out. But here comes Brian Christopher. Brian Christopher is interfering, causing the disqualification. I wonder who's going to come and save Jeff Jarrett. Here they come. Here come the moon dogs. Oh, here comes Moon dogs coming in with chairs, working over Brian Christopher and Scott Flamingo, trying to get some revenge for losing those USWA tag team titles. Oh, big moon dog splash in the corner. Brian Christopher absolutely squished. A break right here and see if we can get this squared away. We'll be back, fans. Stay with us. Look out. Another big squash in the corner. So that match there, ladies and gentlemen, ended in a disqualification. Jeff Jarrett regaining the USWA Southern Heavyweight title.
So next up, we are going to go to some tag team action. And this match is a is a very short match, but involves quite a few future ECW stars. So this match is a uh, eight or ten man tag match. We've got the Spiders. We've got Phantasmo or Spellbinder as he's called here. He's called Phantasmo in the WWF. We've also got the Bad Breed, Axel Rotten, Ian Rotten, the Eliminators, John Cronus and Perry Satin. And the Gilberts. This is from May 14th, 1994. They have ganged up on other people. They've broken the rules. They've insulted people. Including throwing cake on the Colorado kid. Uh... Axel Rotten in the ring now with Doug Gilbert. Tag to one of the spiders. Axel Rotten here, Ian Rotten, the bad breed. This is uh, not that long actually before the bad breed were in ECW. They may have even been ECW at the time, um, but may have just been sent on an excursion to hone their, hone their uh, deep their uh, hone their experience. Perry Satin. Oh! Perry Satin in the ring there with a set of brass knucks behind the ref's batch. Behind the ref's back. Perry Satin here and John Cronus. They would be entering ECW in about a year. Very early 1995. Now we've got an all out brawl. That's it. The referees called an end to the match as this is now an all-out brawl between the Eliminators, the Spiders, the Bad Breed, the Gilberts, it's Phantasmo. This is what Memphis is sort of classic for. Matches ending in brawls. Absolute chaos. That happening. The Eliminators have... Uh, the, spider, the Eliminators were trying to double-team the Spiders manager, but the Spiders have managed to come back in and save him. But this brawling. But the match looks like it continues. So we'll head forward and see what's going to happen. So we are back. The first fall, this is a exploration time, so the falls will just continue until we run out of time. So we're back. The Bad Breed and the Eliminators, and a gentleman I'm unsure of, against the Spiders, Eddie Gilbert, sorry, Doug Gilbert, Phantasmo, i.e. the Spellbinder. 
Ah, Bull Payne. Bull Payne of IWA Mid-South fame. Spike Huber. Spike Huber is teaming with Doug Gilbert, Spellbind, and the Spiders against Bull Payne, the Rottens, i.e. the Bad Breed, and the Eliminators. The Eliminators, Saturn breaks the cover in there, and uh, here comes Cora's Eliminator. Take down by Spike Huber, good move. Huber working over that left arm of one of the Eliminators. Tags his partner. One of them, they spell by there as Sinbad Taxi Maxon. As our main event here today on the USWA continues this way. Yeah, belly to belly suplex took him right down. The spellbinder hit the mat hard. Now the other eliminator is in there. Little double team from the eliminator. Takes down the spellbinder. Reverie trying to keep. So for those of you that like your wrestle crap, uh, Spellbinder was Phantasmo. He uh, was in WWF, I think, one show. I think he had a match. Uh, n very late 93, early 94. He was uh, an illusionist. I think he came out and did a trick, had a match, and then was never seen again. But then he had a fairly sort of decent run down here in Memphis in 1994 as the Spellbinder. Spell uh, spider in there now. Ian Rotten taking a horrible bump there, as only Ian Rotten can. Ian Rotten, hardcore legend in his own mind. Once he left ECW, he then went and ran his own promotion, the IWA Mid South, which used um, death matches, which made death matches infamous in the United States. He uh, used a lot of old ECW talent. I think IWM itself is still run today. Uh, not sure if Ian Rotten still runs it, but its heyday was in the mid-2000s when they had the Ted Petty Invitational Tournaments, the King of the Death Matches Tournaments. They used wrestlers like AJ Styles, Chris Hero, CM Punk, Christopher Daniels, Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, uh, just all the indie darlings of the early to mid-2000s. Bull Payne back in the USWA. Bull Payne's a big fella. Hands that hard on the spider. We've had a full day today, I tell you. Yeah, we sure have. The first fall of this one looked like it was going to get kind of wild, and then all of a sudden, it turned into a free-for-all and a disqualification. It has started out in the second fall, and man, you got some tough, tough competitors represented in here today. Mike Huber comes over. Huber was taking care of all of the uh, opposite team there until Saturday Eliminators rolling down. And they've got Huber over in that corner. Boy, they've got Spike Huber working him over over there. Man. Axel Rodden slamming away on Huber. And Spike Huber being worked over by the other team. Eliminated Saturday night. Look at that. Huber rolls him up. Ooh, he kicks 
up. He was so close Whoa. to a three count there. Spike Hubert, great surprise move against the Eliminator. Now he makes the tag, and here's the Colorado kid. Big suplex on the Colorado kid. Saturn the Eliminator. Of all the participants in this 10-man match, the Colorado kid has the least experience. There's a jab in the throat with a point of the fingers by Ian Rotten. Yeah, I'm sure what this team would like to do is keep Colorado Kid in there and just beat up on him uh, if they can keep him away from the tag. And it looks like Ian is trying to do just that. Well, I don't know. He snaps it back over close to the corner. Can he make the tag? Nope. Terrible suplex there by Ian Rotten on the Colorado Kid. This match is uh, definitely giving the fans their money's worth. Getting to see 10 of the top superstars here at the time of Memphis. The Eliminators were here sort of from the end of April till around the middle of June. Uh, similar to Bad Breed as well. Like I said, Bad Breed, I'm pretty sure Bad Breed were in ECW at the time around here. They would have been feuding with the public enemy. And then come nine, the beginning of 1995, they broke up and feuded with themselves. Uh, the legendary Taipei Deathmatch. But now, once again, this match is going to a Donnybrook. Absolute chaos here. All ten men beating on each other. Spider on Ian Rotten. Spellbinder on Axel. Spike Huber and Bull Payne fighting on the outside. The referee just standing around. They're going to a break. Well, they're going to the end of the show as these guys are brawling. So the show ends in chaos, as always. So next, we are going to go to a tag match. Now, this tag match is going to be Chris Candido and the Scorpion versus the USWA Tag Team Champions Jeff Jarrett and the Tennessee Sturd Robert Fuller. This is from the 29th of June, 1991. So let's head down to ringside and see what kind of action we're going to get in this tag team attraction. This should be a good one right here. Candido, well, we'll uh, get a chance to see what he can do. We've uh, seen him in the ring several times. He is... Uh, he is very impressed with his own ability. Would you say that's a good statement? I would say I'd have to agree with you. I was just looking at Robert Fuller in there. It looks like he's uh, taking advantage of the uh, World Championship uh, Western Tour, if you would, of the USWA. Uh, nice uh, tough over the past few weeks. Jeff Jarrett starting off against Chris Candido, backs him into the corner. Candido ducks under the ropes and Jeff backs off. Interesting comment they had to make there at the end, Dave. Uh, Jeff says, we got a surprise. We got a surprise. So the Scorpion is in a uh, black all-in-one with a hood. Chris Candido wearing yellow trunks, white boots. Against the champions, Jeff Jarrett wearing pink trunks or pink uh, tights. And Rob Fuller in red. Nice. One, two. Crucifix by Jarrett for the two count. Nice, uh, nice, nice bit of action there between Candido and Jarrett. Was sort of like a uh, reverse cross arm scissors, and he brought him on over. Nice move by Jeff Jarrett. Wraps the arm, puts the elbow to the top of the shoulder, and here comes the big man. Tennessee stud in the ring, and there's how your teamwork pays off, Dave. 
Tennessee Sturge, Ron Fuller. Robert Fuller there, legendary family of the Fullers, the Fuller Welshers. They uh, promoted their own wrestling up in the north of Florida and sort of Alabama. He has his own uh, podcast, the Studcast, over there on the Arcadian Vanguard network. Just give them a search and you'll be able to find the Studcast where you'll hear all of Robert's stories of his illustrious wrestling career. Chris Candido now working the headlock on Fuller, but Fuller's got the Fuller's got the power and the advantage over Candido. Slams him down. Tag from Candido to the Scorpion. This large gentleman wearing a black hole in one and a hood. Top wrestlock by Fuller. Scorpion reverses. And a reverse again by Fuller. Scorpion gets the ropes. Robert Fuller and Jeff Jarrett certainly showing their oats in the ring today. Boy, they sure are. They are, uh, well, they're, they're very confident. They have won a bunch of matches, which uh, if they had lost them, the, uh, the team would have been split up. So I think they are feeling very confident. Having the world titles gives you a lot of confidence. They've been able to hold them for quite some time. They're just a fine team. I think, too, they may be celebrating the fact they're back in the Mid-South uh, after that uh, extended tour. And certainly right now, have control of this match. Scorpion doesn't look like he wants to... So the Scorpion, I, I, very, I know very little about, but obviously Chris Candido uh, from here, he would go back to uh, his state, the home state of New Jersey, wrestle for a few years before making a name for himself in ECW, Eastern Championship Wrestling, in 1993. Following that, he went down to Smoky Mountain and had a, uh, a very good career down there, feuding with the likes of Tracy Smothers, and uh, Bobby Blaze and all those guys, followed by a, uh, a run in the WWF before going back to ECW. No gimmicks needed. Jeff Jarrett, we all know what happens with Jeff Jarrett in his career, and Ron Fuller has also became uh, he became a, a colonel in WCW a couple of years after this. Would manage the looks of Sid and uh, Harlem Heat, um, numerous other guys. Terry Funk. Then he later went on to become the uh, in WWF as well as a manager. The Fuller and Jarrett here with the more experience working over these guys. Fuller, as you can see, not real happy with the Scorpion over that. No, and Chris Candido had some sort of remark as Robert Fuller went by the uh, the corner there. He better be careful. Fuller will turn and come after him. Tell you, I tell you, sometimes when you get the ire of Robert Fuller raised, it's like opening the barn door with a bull inside. Oh, exactly right. Fuller working over the Scorpion. Pulls him across the ring. He says, look at this to Candido. Candido now going to come into the ring, but Jeff Jarrett is there to intercept it. All four men in the ring. This is a brouhaha now. Fuller, Jarrett going to run them together. It looks
legs like Candido took the worst of that one. And he rolled out of the ring. That's probably a good move on his part just to get out of there. But meanwhile, it left his partner in a doubled up situation. Look at this. Double DDT there by Jarrett and Fuller. Candido's had enough of the scorpion. He's off. The winners and still the tag team champions. Ron Fuller and Jeff Jarrett there. Chris Candido had enough of his scorpion partner and has left him to it. I can't blame him, really. So, let's go down to the ring once again for some more action. And this now is going to be a bit of a longer episode. Um, we're going to be seeing uh, Jim Cornette. We're going to be seeing Stan Lane, Steve Kern, and a few others. So, let's head down to ringside to see what's happening. People in this area, the women in this area are starved for the sight of real men. These two guys look like a couple of living cabbage patch dolls, and the referee looks like a grown-up beaver cleaver. Jimmy, I think you've just about insulted everyone in the USWA territory in the last two and a half minutes. you got to prove it in the ring. The fabulous ones will have to be... So, fabulous ones. The USWA Tag Team Champions against Cody, Cody Michaels and Jerry Lynn. Let's give all the people at home a chance to see some tennis. Sounds good to me if you want to make it a title match. We have, uh, we have had situations where upsets have occurred right here on this television program in, uh, in which championship belts have changed hands just in that situation. So, Mr. Cornette, if you want to put the belts on the line, that's... So this is 1991. This is a good seven years after the original Fabulous Ones. But this is after Stan and Jim Cornette left WCW. They left WCW just after October Halloween. October in 1990, just after the Halloween Havoc. Uh, Bobby Eaton um, stayed, but Stan and Jim left. Uh, obviously, the history of that is already out there on Jim's podcasts and other um, historical podcasts about the uh, WCW at that time period. So we've got Stan Lane here, starting with Cody Michaels. Cody Michaels, sky blue pants. Stan Lane in a sort of leopard print trunks Jim Corner at ringside making his presence known as always don't worry we're gonna rectify that mistake. hey wait a minute he pulled the tights I mean they pulled the tights he just put a good move on him there you sure you want to keep this a title match Jimmy Cornette Cornette up yelling at uh, the referee at Cody Michaels yeah look at yeah Cornette screaming up there he pulled his tights he did not but Cornette is a master at using uh, that deception. Complain to the referee. Get the referee looking more closely at your opponent than you do at uh, when he does at your team. Yeah, hair pulling. Yeah, no, he's screaming hair pulling. Come on. He's accusing him of everything. Nice move. Cody Michaels able to hang on. Steve Kern had put, uh, put a move on him, but he was able to hold on and maintain the advantage. Tag is made now. Here comes Jerry Lynn. He nails Kern with a right hand, wraps up that left arm. Glad you fans have joined us here today. Remember USW. So Jerry Lynn now in red pants against Steve Kern with camouflage. This is uh, Jerry Lynn's sort of 
ex first exposure. Beautiful arm drag there, down by uh, Jerry Lynn, taking on the legendary Steve Kern. This is uh, January 1991. I've just found out that Cody Michaels, um, by March 1991, was retired. He suffered a broken neck in a match with uh, John Tatum in Dallas, and that was the end of his career. He then went on to become uh, a promoter and referee in later years. And then Jerry Lynn would obviously become famous, or infamous, with his matches against the 1-2-3 kid in the GWF. 1992 1993 and then obviously he uh he was around the areas he was around the sort of the jobber to opener position for the middle 90s before making his name and his stardom in ecw legendary matches against rob van damme 1998 1999 but cody michaels and jerry lynn here not showing themselves up against the lead the more experienced fabulous ones difficult from our position to see for sure but stan lane is in there now jerry lynn trying to get to the corner and the tag on cody michaels he made it uh the referee did not see that tag however referee was over in the corner dealing with steve kern well i beg your pardon cody michaels is allowed to stay in there so apparently that I've noticed in these few matches that we've been watching here, this has been USWA, and there's been a lot more referees that aren't Jerry Calhoun, uh, but they have been pretty rubbish. Jerry Calhoun is the consummate, consummate professional and does his best at all times to cover their action, but these referees have been pretty shoddy in these last few matches that we've seen. Stan Lane just hit Cody Michaels with a chair steel chair across the back there's cody michaels his back is hurt no doubt about it turned back him into that ring hard and then smacked him with that folding metal chair stan lane makes the tag steve kern will be the official man in the ring now can you see it can you see all them corn fed big fat farm women at home right now sitting in front of the television slobbering drooling nearly electrocuting themselves because they want to get a hold of the fabulous ones in these fabulous bodies can you see that dave you don't know what a woman in lust looks like do you dave brown i didn't think you did <laughs> they are the greatest thing that there has ever been in professional wrestling brother and i can hardly wait to get a hold of lawler and dundee again and prove that in his just i don't know what to do with all this money but i'll think of something you don't have all the money yet you have, may have the $50,000 from uh, Eddie Gilbert being run out of here, but you don't have the money yet. You have not defeated Jerry Lawler. You have not put him out of action. And the Jeff Jarrett bounty, if it exists. They're going to require all these rednecks out here with the beer bellies to start working out. Thing. You have a body, too. Maybe then their women will want to stay home with them. Uh, the words of Jimmy Cornette. On the ring apron, diverting the referee's attention. Cody Michaels has got Stan Lane's shoulders down to the mat, but Steve Kern jumped in there and interfered with it. The referee never saw that the shoulders were down because of Cornette. Referee's absolutely struggling here with Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette's running rings around him as he would do, being the legendary referee that he is. Jerry Lynn now in drop kick to Steve, drop kick to Stan. Jerry Lynn, like a fat fire of house. Obviously, Jim Connett started his career a good nine or so years 
before this in Memphis. Oh, Jerry Lynn had the Jerry Lynn had the the pin fall there, but his own partner stopped the pin. Oh, Jim Cornette with a ace ace volley to the head of Jerry Lynn. One, two, three. It's all over. The fabulous ones have won. That no good Jim Cornette strokes again with the tennis racket. So our next match will feature a, another tag team match. And this is the tag team of the Pitbulls. Yes, you heard me. The Pitbulls were in Memphis. So let's go down to the ring to see this exciting match. So we've got TD Steele and Danny Davis against the Pitbulls. You came wandering out here on your own and didn't wait for the escort, I suppose. As well. Yeah, the ratings Bruno. went up 10 points as soon as downtown Bruno and a stud stable come out here, Dave. Danny Davis, T.D. Steele, set to do battle with this. Uh, this is a big, mean-looking group, let me tell you, that uh, that uh, Robert Fuller has brought in here. The Pit Bulldogs, Rabid Rex and Psychotic Spike. Referee Scott Bowden calls for the bell to be rung. Danny Davis starts for his team. And it is Psychotic Spike for his team. Oh, they start complaining uh, about... Dave, what? why does Danny Davis insist on grabbing the tights? Why does he have to cheat? Why can't he admit that he's facing a superior tag team and leave it at that and accept defeat humbly with grace? Why must he cheat constantly, Dave? Because you like it. All these idiot rednecks like it. They like a cheater because they can't get anywhere on skill or ability. They have to cheat. Like right there, he was all in the man's hair. I could see it. Ray Charles could see that, Dave. Well, fans, you were watching. There was no pulling of the tights. There was no hair pulling by Danny Davis. Petey Steele. So you heard there, Scott Bowden was the is the referee. And Scott Bowden has unfortunately passed away. He passed away uh, last year. He um, became a manager in Memphis. He managed the likes of the Gilberts, Jerry Lawler, Bam Bam Bigelow, Tommy Rich. He was also a referee, and then he later became a historian. He also had a podcast. Um, I can't remember what the name of it was called. Hold on a second. Kentucky Fried Wrestling. I believe that is still out there, and you can listen to it. Um, but, yes, uh, this is coming up to about a year or so since Scott passed away. So, uh, that's uh, a little bit of sad news there. But you can... Uh, I'm pretty sure you can probably still listen to the podcast in the in the uh, archives. Kentucky Fried Wrestling. So, Pitbulls here. Spike and Rex. Working over TD Steele and the far more experienced Danny Davis. The Pitbulls here working over TD Steele. A couple of young powerhouses here, the Pit Bulldogs, wearing uh, three quarter length shorts, working over the much, much smaller TD Steele. Oh, big release suplex. Still a second, baby. That's the bottom line, Dave Brown. I don't see any tag team in the USWA going through the Pit Bulldogs, baby. I'm proud to be involved with the Pit Bulldogs. I'm proud of all my...
downtown Bruno there, i.e. Harvey Whippleman, the manager of the Pitbulls. This is a good uh, three, four, good four years until we see the Pitbulls in ECW. They, I think they uh, once they'd done Memphis, they sort of worked around the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. They're now double team and TD Steel. Uh, oh, big double team suplex. Other guys do it, you call it teamwork, but when we do it, you call it cheating, Dave, you call it double teaming. I don't like that double standard. That's what we've got around here. You've got a double standard. You're always on everybody else's side except for downtown Bruno's, and I don't like it one little bit, Dave. Not on really anybody's side except I'm on the side of uh, obeying the rules, and miraculously, anytime downtown Bruno has anything to do with a team, it seems that the rules are suddenly ignored. We're not that long from Harvey Whippleman being in the WWF. He would be in the WWF by the summer, managing uh, Big Bully Busick. And then obviously later, uh, sort of 1992, he was uh, Sid. And then Kamala, Giant Gonzalez. Oh, big double team power bomb. It's all over. The Pitbulls win with the legendary... The legendary double power bomb. So now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a musical interlude, and when we come back, we will be back with a couple of legendary, and I mean legendary, hardcore matches. See you soon. <laughs>
So we are back, and this time we are going back in the annals of time. We are going deep into the history, into the legendary history of Memphis and hardcore wrestling. We are going back to the 15th of June, 1979. We are going to a tag match featuring Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee versus Larry Latham and Wayne Ferris. Wayne Ferris of later life, the Honky Tonk Man. This is the legendary Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl. We are joined as always by Dave and Lance. So let's head down to the ring to see what they've got for us in this chaotic and legendary match. Comes back though. You might know that little Aussie would pull it from somewhere and he knocks him flat off his feet ferris down and latham comes in nails dundee in his run out now lawler comes in and exchanges the face so we join the middle of a match bill dundee is already bleeding wayne ferris and larry latham are working over bill dundee here in tupelo mississippi After Dundee. Third fall, remember that. Oh, Billy nailed him one. But Latham and Ferris both in, and here comes Lawler. Jumps over Ferris to get to, Dun to uh, Latham. Obviously, Wayne Ferris would become the greatest, in in the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, the Honky Tonk Man. He's also cousin to Jerry the King Lawler. Larry Latham would later become a Moondog. Moondog uh, Spot, I believe. In later life, this match is wild and heavy. I believe this is a legendary feud in the Memphis Territory between these four gentlemen fighting all over Tennessee, Mississippi, the Territory. One, Lawler in to break up the pin. Obviously, Jerry and Bill would become would become uh, friends, allies, friends, allies throughout the years. Bill Dundee fighting his way back, fighting off both the guys. He needs to get Lawler in. 
at any cost. Lawler's in now. All four men working over each other. Oh, huge right hand by the king. Dundee with the cover, but the referee's trying to get Jerry out of the out of the mat, out of the ring. A young Jerry Calhoun here. Bill Dundee and Wayne Ferris in the ring. Larry Latham and Jerry Lawler on the outside. He may have had something in his hand. Backdrop, sunset flip, but no referee. Here comes Calhoun being held by Latham. Latham going back in. Drops on Dundee with the elbow, and Lawler pulls the referee back to help his partner out. Billy in the center of the ring. Count of one, two. Did he get Did he get him? Ring the bell, he got a three count, and he is going to call a pin. Yeah, I know, our time's running out. The referee, in fact, is awarding the belts to Latham and Ferris as the new Southern champions. Waller nailed with a belt. Dundee grabs a belt. Slams Ferris. Oh, Dundee hit him right in the face. He's no sell it. Bill Dundee swinging that belt around like it's a fucking piece of paper. Just absolutely smacking Larry Latham in the face with it. And Larry snow sold that motherfucker. Larry Latham's annihilating Lawler with the belt. He's busted open. Oh. The match is over, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Latham and Wayne Ferris have won the Southern Heavyweight Tag Team titles. But they do, oh, do not look like winners at the minute. They're getting absolutely annihilated. Much like a lot of the action here in Memphis, I've not seen this match. It's, uh, I've only heard of the legend of it. So we are seeing this for the first time. These tag team belts are getting absolutely annihilated over the face and back of each man. Larry Latham and Wayne Ferris got out of the ring, thinking they've escaped. But Lawler and Dundee are outside now. We're in the... Serena. Lance. Going on down here. See, can you get it down? Let me get the light stand off here. Bring it on. We'll go back and edit this. Lance has cut away from the TV show, but we are continuing to record. Lance has noticed that this is going to be a wild and Wild and woolly event. So Lance has taken the cameraman. But we'll edit it back in. Okay, can you get it rolling? What you're looking at is the wildest fight we've seen. Latham and Ferris and Dundee and Lawler in the concession stand. All four of them bleeding. Pound 
out at each other. Lawler. Ooh. Fired a gallon jug. They're banging away. Watch out, Mike. Dundee with Latham and Lawler with Ferris. Oh, there's mustard all over us. I hope it didn't get in the camera. Referee trying to get him. Referee is here for some reason. God knows why the match is over. But they're absolutely waylaying on each other. Considering Ferris and Lawler are cousins, they're absolutely annihilating each other. But this match would obviously lead to ECW. It would also lead to um, several matches in... Uh, it would inspire, sorry, several matches from in WCW. Um, 1995, 1996, the Nasty Boys versus... Uh, Harlem Heat um, happened, I'm going to say, like, Uncensored, Uncensored 95, Uncensored 96. If you can find it, if you watch it, um, it's very reminiscent of this. Obviously, this would inspire sort of just legendary feuds and hardcore matches in the future. These four men are actually just beating the holy shit out of each other. Stools. Gallon containers, tables, anything they can get their oh, hands on. Just absolutely annihilating each other. On the far side, being stomped on the concrete. Can you get it? This would also uh, inspire and uh, um, just um, give Jim Cornette his love of wrestling. This is the event that sort of Jim Cornette saw and wanted to be into wrestling. Promoter Jerry Jarrett, although he is not a promoter here, trying to get him to stop. He's got Dundee separated. having been racked up by that mop handle Dundee going after him it's just a street brawl Jerry Jarrett with referee Jerry Calhoun Jarrett trying to get it all stopped Dundee picks up a table everything broken up they're falling all over mustard everywhere Ferris laying in the middle of the floor. Dundee. So that's the end of that match. And what an absolute chaotic scenes we saw there at the end, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just unbelievable. Guys hit, hit, using anything to get their hands on just to annihilate the other person. No friendship there. No family matters. Just absolute chaos. So we are now heading to the main event the main event of the podcast so let's head down to the ringside to see what we got for you is just huh yeah sure that's okay. Yeah, I just I just want to do an old opening in case this crazy thing comes off. 
And then if it does, we, you know, we've got something. If it doesn't, all we've lost is a, is a little time on it. So, let's see. I guess we got enough light and everything. We can, uh, we can pick it all down. And what we'll just, you know, I don't even know that they're either one of them going to show up. Yeah, okay, pardon me. Let me get rid of the cigarette. Give me a countdown, will you? This is Lance Russell standing in the middle of an empty Mid-South Coliseum. I think most wrestling fans know that Terry Funk, the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, issued a challenge to Jerry Lawler to meet man-to-man. Of course, Funk had accused Lawler of having Homer decisions uh, in his battles with uh, Terry Funk previously and with brother Dory Funk Jr. and, and so forth. Uh, he said, no fans, no officials, no police, nobody, you and me. Uh, I guess you just have to call it what he's looking for as a shootout. He made the challenge, asked me to deliver the challenge publicly so that it would be on record that he had challenged Lawler. Uh, Jerry Lawler... Uh, later said, set it up. And so here we are. We're in the Mid-South Coliseum, 11,300 empty seats. And that's all that will be here to witness this particular bout, with the exception of myself and cameraman Randy West. Uh, Funk asked that there be a camera and a tape crew here so that we would be able to have a record of his demolishing Lawler in the event that it takes place. It's right now... Ten minutes to one. The time that was set on it was one o'clock. Neither of the participants are here at this time. We will just have to wait and see. If it takes place, you'll have a record of it. If it doesn't, uh, then you will never see this. Um, let's just cut the cut the camera off now, Randy. We'll wait. If they show up, we'll do it. Okay. Anyway, here he comes. Here he comes. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on it. Coming into the Mid-South Coliseum now, it is now a couple of minutes past one o'clock. Uh, Terry Funk, who initially issued the challenge, is is coming into the Coliseum. And, Lance, Lance. Hey, yeah. I'm here. I'm ready to wrestle. Where is Lawler? I told well, you that this didn't hey, have enough now, guts minute, to come on Listen, down here. I just, said well, wait a second. that the man Listen. has everybody on his side. We Lance. would like to use this if it takes place on later on, so please watch your language, will you? Because for crying out loud, we can't use a thing with you swearing like that. I don't give I came up here for a purpose to prove some thing, and I'll tell you what I came to prove, that Lawler didn't have the guts. I knew that he wouldn't come in the ring, Lance. You tell me where he is. He wouldn't show wait, up wait, for nothing. It's just a little after one o'clock right now. It's just anyhow, a little so after just one watch it and please well, try to watch ahead. it. Well, let's go ahead. Get the ring in and go ahead and count him out. I'm not counting. Count I'm not the referee right in this thing. Count him out. You asked me to bring the camera down. You count him out of the Hey, come on, Terry. I told you people that Lawler did not have the guts to come down here before an empty arena, and he doesn't. Now you go ahead and count him out. If you don't, I'll count him out. All right, well, you just ask us to bring the cameras down. That's what I did. We're here. Now, you, I'm not I'm a referee. Here. I'm here. I know you're I'm going to go ahead. Is he under the ring, Lance? Oh, no, he's Lawler not under, under the, the ring. ring. He hasn't. Is he up in the stands? 
He, he hasn't he hasn't shown up yet. Where is he? I don't know where he is. Guts to come down here and meet me in the ring. I'm gonna count him out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's out. I'm gonna go ahead and declare myself the winner right now. Okay, I told fine. The That's people great. The man was a coward that he didn't have the guts, that he didn't have anything, that he didn't have the intestinal fortitude. He is a All right. Well, listen, okay, you proved your point on the thing. I've heard enough of your enough. All right. I've heard enough of your heard enough of the from the people of Memphis. I've heard enough about how good this man is supposed to be. Well, you ju it's just a little. He may have gotten tied up it's in traffic or something like it's that. I don't know. It's right now. Yeah, I know it's after one. Here like an idiot, like a fool. Well, I'm a you, fool. you. I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. Stand okay, around. so you proved your Waller point. Waller thinks this kind of crap is funny. He thinks it's funny leaving me sit around here like this. I knew that the man didn't have enough guts to get up here in the first place. Yeah. You tell me. I tell you that there's a good possibility that he got tied up some way and wasn't coming in here. Well, where am I? I know you're. So we are 1981. The legendary empty arena match Terry Funk versus Jerry the King Lawler there's not much else to say about this match so we're going to be in and out Terry Funk's waiting for Jerry and Lawler Terry Funk is pissed as you can tell just you I didn't me okay respect. I didn't I wouldn't mean anything personal by it except give the guy a chance it's just a couple of minutes past the time you asked me to come down here and bring the cameraman down here and we're here, and I'm here in the event that Lawler, we set up to show it and, and have the match in there. Now, we've done our part of the thing, and the fact that he's not here isn't my well, fault. Well, look who's here. There, over here, well, Randy. Well, look who's there. Well, if it isn't a clown. Okay, I'm going to get over here and get, I'm going to get. Hey, Lawler, come on up here. I'm going to break your crown. I'm going to break his crown, Lance. Look at that fool. Look at that idiot. Don't you realize that there's nobody here? You jackass. You're nothing but Jerry Lawler in his uh, regular wrestling attire with a crown I and the cape. I can't believe that you had the guts to show up. I can't believe he had the guts to show up. He's here, Terry. I can't believe that he had the guts to show up. Well, he's here, and he is apparently, obviously ready to go. He's got his full attire, and he is set. Come on, Lawler. Come on. We're going to get back over at... Uh, see what you're made of. Come on. Come on. What do you got in there? What do you got in there? We got a, what do you got? A gun or something on you? You got a knife? You got a knife on you? You got a gun on you? What have you got on you? I need a gun for you, Funk. No knife. I need nothing. Get back around the table here. I encourage you all to watch this match. Simply type in Terry Funk versus Jerry Lawler. Empty arena match. 18 minutes of just pure, unadulterated, old school wrestling. Two of the best, Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler, in their prime. This is Terry Funk's first prime. His second would be the late 80s, and his third would be the mid-90s, and then his fourth would be the early 2000s. Terry Funk, one of the all-time greats, regardless of if you like hardcore wrestling or not. Terry Funk is the fucking man. Inspired many, many a wrestler. Current past future terry funk will continue to inspire everybody
and Jerry Lawler obviously does the same. Jerry Lawler is one of the best. So let's head back down to the action and see these two brawl it out. Not you. I asked for it. I'm here. Well, I'm right here too. Well, they're both in the ring right now. Unbelievable. 11,300 empty seats. Terry Funk. Jerry the King Lawler. Up, oh, Funk just spin it, Lawler. They're flailing away. Lawler went into a side headlock. Funk back. They're winding around the ring and outside of it right now. Come on. Terry Funk waylaying Jerry Lawler with left and right forearms. But Lawler having none of it. These two men scrapping like a couple of young dogs. Right in the corner by our timer's table. Lawler and Funk going at each other, hammer and tong down on the mat for the first time. Funk out on the ring apron and Lawler follows him out in the concrete. Our photographer and there they go back in the chairs. Funk down, Lawler pounded on him. Nothing but a street brawl happening, right? No referee here, no pinfalls, no count outs, nothing. Just a fight between two men. Two men fighting for the honor of their name, of their legacy. Connor with tie up on the floor. Big forearm by Jerry. Throwing Terry back into the chairs. Terry's wiped out about three. Three rows of chairs. Oh, two chairs over the head of Terry Funk. Side of the ring. Lawler saying, come on back up here. And Funk grabs one of the uh, identification standards. He butts the top of it off, grabs the bracket with the number still in it. Jerry Lawler in the ring. Terry Funk coming up now, his face bleeding. Lawler really got him one shot over there, put him down in the chairs. Pounding away on Lawler. Lawler, who tried to get out, is knocked down to the floor. Flunk, Funk throws the... Terry just smashed Lawler over the head with a... No, no. Oh. Terry with a power driver. Lawler on the floor. On the floor. Out of it with that pile driver down on the floor. Funk wanted Lawler to say, I quit on the microphone, is what he's trying to make him say. Funk going after Lawler at the eyes. Now tell him! Tell him! I'm sure you can hear Terry Funk. What a vicious thing. Lawler goes right back into the rows of chairs. Funk knocks over the chairs with Lawler's body and... Someone hasn't. Someone out there needs to do a Terry Funk podcast just to cover the absolute madness that this man has done. 
His interviews are legendary. His performances are legendary. Someone needs to do a Terry Funk podcast out there. I'm begging you. Half one of the two befores. Lawler now trying to get back up. Stumbles back into the chairs, but he's back on his feet. And here comes, here comes Funk with that spike in his hands. Slams Lawler down on the table. And Terry Funk standing completely wide open. This is awful. I see it. Yeah. Ask him! Terry, all right. Ask him! I got... People have the, uh, the, the indecency to compare John Moxley to Terry Funk. Those people need to wash their fucking mouths out with soap and water and burn their eyes. There's no way that that piece of shit, John Moxley, is anything like Terry Funk. He couldn't fucking tie Terry Funk's shoelaces up for fuck's sakes. Put the ape. Come on. Come on. Come on, Lola. Terry's trying to stab Jerry Lawler in the eye with a wooden stake. Trying to rip the eye out of Lawler. Terry's like a man possessed trying to gorge the eye out of Jerry Lawler with a piece of wood. No referee, no police, no security, nothing here. It's just Jerry Lawler's having to fight for his life. Fight for his eye. Terry Funk kicked him right in the elbow where he had it. Jerry just kicked, inadvertently kicked a piece of wood into Terry's eye. Terry Funk had... My eye! Put it down now. The the man's eye... I can't see! Doctor! Doctor! God help me! Help me! When... Please help me! Help me! That's My... right. His eyes hurt bad. My mm. My... Okay, we'll get some. My... My Terry Funk. My... A victim of his own plotting in there. Lawler kicked him right in the elbow and the stick stuck Terry Funk right in the eye. Lawler, please. Somebody get me help. We gotta yeah, we gotta get a doctor in here on this thing, because he really is oh that's awful. Give me help. Give me help. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly why. You there are officials assigned two matches to try to keep some kind of order rather than have the animal type of thing that you saw here today. Uh, Jerry Lawler walks away. I guess the victor out of it, but they're, it's pretty difficult. Okay, listen, Randy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get... Okay, wait. Call a doctor, Lance, please. Absolute legendary scenes here of Terry and his eye. Follow him through his career, through the rest of his career. The blood curdling. Get somebody to help me. My eye. My. My eye. Where is he? Where is Lawler? Where'd he go? Where is Lawler? My eye. Where is that chicken? Where's that coward? 
Where's Lawler? He's yellow. Lawler's yellow. He's yellow. Lawler, come back here. You yellow pig. 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 That. Yes, I heard after that match with Lawler. Sure, I'm missing some teeth. Yes, I've got permanent damage to my eye. But have you seen Jerry Lawler? Has anybody seen him? Does he have enough guts to come back against me again? I am the meanest man in professional wrestling. They had to pull me off a of Lawler while I was beating on the man's body while he was laying there. This week they're going to have a fence around the ring. And you people remember what I'm saying to you because I'm speaking the truth. You will never see Jerry Lawler wrestle again. So if you want to be there for his retirement match, well, make sure you come down there because I'm going to take the man and I'm going to hurt him so bad that he will not be able to wrestle again. If I have to, I'll break one leg. If he gets up and hops to me, I'll break the other leg. If he comes crawling on his belly, I'll kick him in the head. Believe me, Jerry Lawler is going to pay and he's gonna pay dearly for what he did to me. Hey, I love my family, and my family loves me, my brother loves me, but I have no respect for anybody like Lawler. I have a definite hatred for the man, and I'm gonna take that sickness out of my mind. Absolutely legendary performance there by Terry Funk, by Jerry Lawler. The promo at the end there is just what promos should be. Come to the Memphis Arena. I'm going to end Jerry Lawler's career. It doesn't matter whether it doesn't matter what the result was. It's going to get the fucking butts in seats, as they say. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this look through various matches. Before there was extreme, there was Memphis. Boy, those two matches were definitely extreme. I'd like to thank you all again very much for listening. Don't forget to join us next week. We are covering March 26th, 1983. Don't forget to like, listen, subscribe, share, um, spread the word. You can find us on all good podcast suppliers, Podcast Addict, Spotify, Google. Um, we're, on, we're on them all. Stitcher, Deezer, um, the list is endless. Um, also, we are on Facebook at MemphisCast. That's facebook.com forward slash MemphisCast. And we're on Twitter at MemphisCast. Don't forget to follow us, share us, just spread the word, spread the love, if you will. So uh, once again, thank you very much for listening. From me, the host, Mr. Luke Jennings, from Lance, from Dave, from Corey, from Michael, from everyone involved in Memphis Wrestling and USWA. Thank you very much. I've been your host. This has been a Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast production. We'll see you next week for more Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. When it's spring again, I'll bring again tulips from Amsterdam. 
With a heart that's true I'll give to you Tulips from Amsterdam I can't wait until the day you fill These eager arms of mine Like the windmill keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Amsterdam, Jerry's tulips from Amsterdam. 